This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 58. Welcome to the podcast. I couldn't be more happy tonight to have you all here listening to the podcast. I'm so excited about this subject. I've been kind of stewing about it for the last two hours because I really wanted it to be impactful. I think it is a really interesting subject. And I was talking about it earlier with some coach friends of mine. And so I got some really good insights from them. I thought of some good examples from my life and my veterinary life. So I'm super excited to be here tonight. The weather outside is frightful. It's really cold and miserable. So I'm just happy to be in this warm office bringing you the podcast. And I hope you are somewhere warm and cozy and somewhere where you can relax and we can discuss this really important, interesting subject and what it is. And it sounds a little strange, but the topic is discomfort and why discomfort is so important to becoming a success. When I say discomfort, it kind of makes you uncomfortable, right? Because who really wants to feel uncomfortable? Most of us don't like to feel discomfort, and we spend most of our time avoiding that feeling. We try to escape feeling uncomfortable. Just like I said earlier, the weather is terrible and it's cold, so here I am avoiding that weather because it's uncomfortable. It creates discomfort for me, and so that is something that we are basically wired to avoid. So why do I say it's important? Discomfort is important because it is the pathway to your success. It is the pathway to your dreams. And feeling discomfort or uncomfortable is what you really need to embrace to become successful. This is why I'm so excited to talk about discomfort. So get yourself comfortable. Let's talk about it. Our brains are naturally programmed or naturally prone to avoid discomfort. And discomfort is something that we automatically avoid. And it's probably because we have this way of living in the modern world that's so comfortable. We we don't even have to get up to change the music. We don't have to get up to turn on your television sets, our lights. We have Alexa. We can go on the internet and order things from Amazon. Everything's super comfortable. And so even though our brain is wired in a way to avoid discomfort, we actually have more of a tendency to want to avoid it because of the way our life is laid out for us, most of us that live in the United States or live in a country that's developed where we don't have to be outside fighting the elements, fighting for food, killing our own food, all these things that would be really uncomfortable to us. And so our avoidance of discomfort is ratcheted up. Now our brain 
Our primitive brain was wired to avoid discomfort and keep us safe. Back in the caveman days, your brain had to be super discomfort avoidant in order to keep you alive. So your brain had to send out all these warning signals, all this adrenaline to help you avoid any situation that you sensed danger. And so your brain likes to bring up all these thoughts of danger and makes you super uncomfortable when you decide on purpose to step out of your comfort zone. And that's why this concept of embracing discomfort is so important because your brain is going to have you avoid it. In order to do great things or big things, you have to be able to feel those uncomfortable feelings on purpose and not avoid them, which it would be your natural tendency. And when we talk about physical discomfort and we want to avoid that, it also brings up the need for us to avoid emotional discomfort. And our brain kind of lumps those things together. So I don't want to be outside in the freezing cold weather right now. And that's because I don't want to feel physical discomfort. But if I'm setting a goal and I'm feeling fear around that and I'm feeling some emotional discomfort, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need to learn to deal with and embrace and in a way get over in order to work towards our dreams and our goals in getting what we want out of life. And so the idea that we don't want to be uncomfortable or that we should not ever be uncomfortable really gets in the way of us setting goals and developing as a person and developing the skills that we want to develop to make our lives better. So whenever you set a big goal, you're going to be reprogramming your brain in a way to embrace discomfort rather than avoid discomfort. And that is the pain that you'll feel as you're working towards something that's causing you to have this discourse between the part of your brain that wants to keep you comfortable and the part of your brain that wants to create goals and achieve goals. So dealing with discomfort is the price that you pay for achieving things, for learning, for developing. And that's why it's such an important concept. And because we don't want to feel discomfort, that is the main reason that we don't have all the things that we want to have. So if you don't have enough money, if you don't have the business that you want, if your family is out of whack or there's something there that you would like to change with your relationships with either family members or friends, if your house or your home isn't the, in the kind of shape that you want it to be in, if it's not quite as clean as it should be, which I was looking at my house today thinking exactly that, if you're not as fit as you want to be, if you need to lose 10 pounds or if you just want to get a little more in shape, the reason that you don't have all those things is because you're trying to stay comfortable. And what I'm saying is that discomfort is where you want to go. And if you were willing to be uncomfortable, then you might have all these things that you say you want. 
For example, I've been trying lately to work on my physical health because I've had a few problems and I've been trying to increase my stamina, increase my muscle strength. And I've always kind of been one of those people that enjoys working out. I enjoy dancing and and those kind of things. But lately I've wanted to push myself more and I've also wanted to improve my nutrition. In order to do that, I have to get very uncomfortable because working out harder than I'm used to working out, changing my diet drastically and cutting out sugar, cutting out flour, being super careful about what I eat, that is not something that my brain enjoys. And so in order to be successful in these areas, I have to learn that being uncomfortable with what I'm doing is part of the deal. So my brain's telling me, ah, just eat a donut. It would feel so much better than the carrot sticks and the healthy food that you're supposed to be eating, the salads and things like that. My brain really wants to turn to the junk food. And so it's uncomfortable for me to fight with my brain over that concept of getting in shape and having better nutrition. And so in order to get what I want, In order to get my body in better shape, get myself healthier, I have to be uncomfortable. And that's what I'm talking about here. So there are some different kinds of discomfort. And when we talk about this concept, I want you to think about some of these things. There is discomfort that comes from not having what you want. It's uncomfortable for me to not be in shape. It's uncomfortable for me to not eat as healthy as I should. It may be uncomfortable for you to not have the amount of money that you want to have. If you're somebody like me that wanted to grow a veterinary hospital, I didn't like the discomfort of not being a hospital owner. And so you can look at it from these two sides of the same coin. There's discomfort in not having the things that you want. You're sitting there wishing you could have more money. You're sitting there wishing that you could own a business. You're sitting there wishing that you could run a marathon. Whatever it is that you want in your life, there is some discomfort in sitting there without it. And we've talked about personal growth before on the podcast. There's discomfort in not changing in not growing. And so if you can think about that, when your brain is bringing up uncomfortable feelings because you want to change, remember that there is discomfort in not changing. And so that is one kind of discomfort. There's another kind of discomfort that can come from avoiding or buffering what you really want. And so here's what I mean by that. Let's say you want to learn a new technique, a surgical technique, and it scares you a little bit. You're not really sure you're the person that's going to take this on or should take this on. And so there's this uncomfortable feeling about learning a new technique. And so sometimes what happens when we start to push ourselves outside our comfort zone is we start to want to redirect our attention into something else to avoid learning the new skill or having to do the new skill. 
So if you take that example of learning a new technique and you decided that next week I'm going to sign up for a course so I can learn this technique. And then all of a sudden, the week leading up to this promise that you made yourself, you start finding other things to do. And what I mean by that is you start to buffer away that fear that you have over signing up for that course because you're really a little bit afraid of it and you don't want to embrace the discomfort of stepping out of your comfort zone and taking this course. And so what you might do is you might try to distract yourself with other things. Now, when people are trying to distract themselves from being uncomfortable, what they'll do is turn to things that make them more comfortable. So if you use this surgical example that I'm using and you decide that you're going to take a class, what might happen for you is that all of a sudden you'll decide that, oh no, I have to stay home on the night that that course is offered because I have to clean my house or I have to watch a television show and I really don't want to miss this show. Or I need to learn a different technique, something that's easier. And what you start to do is you start to distract yourself with things that you already understand or that you already know. And sometimes it's even really stupid things like you start distracting yourself with food or you start distracting yourself with wine or something like that. And when you start to distract yourself from an uncomfortable feeling or you start to avoid that uncomfortable feeling or that discomfort, we call that buffering. So basically what you're trying to do is buffer those feelings away by avoiding the thing that makes you the most uncomfortable. So there's a discomfort that comes from avoiding what you want, which sounds really weird, but it's uncomfortable to push through to get to those goals, but it's also uncomfortable and there's discomfort in the buffering because what happens when you buffer, it causes another problem. So if you're someone that buffers their stress away with food, you're going to gain weight. If you're somebody that distracts yourself with drinking or over drinking, then you have to pay the consequences for drinking too much alcohol, which could be weight gain. It could be you don't feel well in the morning, you're hungover, whatever it is. So there's a discomfort in that distraction because basically what you're trying to do is avoid the feelings that come up when you try to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And you can even buffer with housework. Like I said before, you might be one of those people that says, oh, my house is too dirty. I can't do anything else. I just have to go do laundry and clean my house. And I see this a lot with people that I coach. They don't really realize they're doing it, but when they're trying to avoid the discomfort of learning something new or setting a goal, they distract themselves with tasks that are kind of mundane and that they know how to do. So they'll just avoid the uncomfortable feelings that come up with the goal setting by doing other things that they already know how to do. So they're basically buffering their feelings away by doing housework. Now, there is some discomfort in that because then you're just sitting in this house with a bunch of laundry that's done in a clean house, but you really haven't achieved anything in your life. 
And houses get dirty again. I'll tell you, you can clean them till you're blue in the face and it's going to get dirty again. So that's why I avoid it. Cleaning house at all costs. It's not my favorite thing to do. But what I'm trying to say is the discomfort of not growing and then the discomfort of buffering is in of itself something that doesn't feel good. By avoiding the discomfort of goal setting, you're still feeling discomfort. So you can have the discomfort that comes with avoiding or you can have the discomfort that comes with growing. I would argue that the growth discomfort is where we want to be because we want to grow, we want to change, we want experiences in our life. And in order to get those, we have to embrace discomfort. Isn't that interesting? You are going to have discomfort either way. So why not choose the discomfort of going for your dreams, going for the growth and the self-improvement? So why does discomfort come up when we're growing? It's a fact that when we're trying to change or we're trying new things or challenging ourselves, that it comes with some level of feeling uncomfortable because you're risking failure. You're risking it not working out. And we have this belief that we should always be happy. We should never have anything go wrong in our life. We should always have success. There should never be anything bad. And because we have this deep-seated belief that happiness is the goal, we avoid the discomfort of change and we see change as a negative thing. And our primitive brain brings up this danger signal whenever we think of something different, whenever we think of something new. And I felt this today. A friend of mine is a marathon runner. She's an Iron Man or Iron Woman. I don't know what you call it. But she posted something on Facebook about a 257-mile bike ride across, across Michigan. And she was like, who's game? Who wants to do this? Well, my first thought was, ooh, doesn't that sound cool? Then my second thought was, oh, crap, you can't, you can't ride a bike 257 miles. What are you thinking? And so right away, my primitive brain jumped in, gave me a smackdown, and made me fearful of this bike ride that I probably am perfectly capable of doing. I certainly would have to train, and yes, it would be uncomfortable, I'm sure my legs would hurt. I'm sure my butt would hurt after being that many miles on a bike. But the very first thing my primitive brain did was give me a smackdown. Why would you even think about joining this person who is an iron woman on this huge bike ride? I'm not an iron woman. I've never done that kind of physical challenge. The most I've ever ridden is 50 miles on a bike. Why would I even think about that? So the first thing my brain did to me was shoot me down just for thinking about this goal. And I realized it. I felt it. I said, oh, brain, I'm on to you. I know what this is all about. So I'm not going to let that scare me. I'm going to really think about doing this bike ride. And I'm going to do it for the right reasons Not for the fact that I'm afraid. I'm not going to say no. If I decide to say no, it's going to be for a better reason than I'm afraid or my brain wants me to be afraid and doesn't want me to step outside my comfort zone. 
So that primitive brain is super strong, it's super sneaky, and it'll jump right in and try to discourage you from doing anything that's a little bit outside the norm. And the fact is that in order to do anything big, in order to change something, in order to achieve something or experience something that you've never done before, you are going to have to risk feeling failure, feeling fear, and being uncomfortable because discomfort is the only path that leads to success. Now, I know you can all relate to this because many of you have been through school, whether it's veterinary school or college towards your career, if you're not in the veterinary field, if you're a veterinary technician, you've been through school, and you know the feeling when you're trying to learn something new. In school, we had to do so many things that were so foreign to us. I can remember when I was in veterinary school, I was on of the large animal rotation. And we had a clinician who was from Ohio State University, or should I say the Ohio State University. And he was this big shot, really famous cattle guy. He was very knowledgeable in dairy cows. He was just kind of the guru of cattle. Now, I was a suburban girl. I grew up outside of Detroit. I never had any cattle, although I always wanted to. I wanted to grow up on a farm, but I didn't. I grew up in the suburbs. So I knew dogs and cats. I knew birds. I knew pocket pets. I knew those kind of things, but I knew absolutely nothing about cows. And now I had to go on this cow rotation or large animal rotation with this, in my eyes, this genius of cattle medicine. And I really felt inferior. I couldn't remember anything from my classes. I was just super freaked out by having to work with this guy for, I think it was four weeks or six weeks or whatever the rotation was. And I just remember being terrified because I thought this guy for sure is going to figure me out that I'm stupid, that I don't know anything about cows. I don't know anything about bovine medicine. And I'm just an idiot. And so I was terrified. And I love this story because I was just basically trying to lay low, do my thing, do the best job I could with the cows to the point that my hospitalized cows, I would go into the stalls with them and actually like clean them and brush them like a horse because the only experience I had ever had was with horses. Um, in high school, I worked at a racetrack and I was good at grooming horses. So I thought, well, if my patients are at least clean and I'm on top of their medicine and I keep them as comfortable as possible, even if I don't know what the hell I'm doing, maybe this professor will cut me some slack. So I remember going into the stalls with my patients and brushing the manure off their butts and cleaning them up and and spending time with them and giving them attention. And luckily, they were dairy cows, so they were all pretty docile, so nobody hurt me. But that was kind of my thought process because I was terrified 
that this professor was going to figure out that I didn't know what the hell I was doing in bovine medicine. And so at some point in the rotation, I think it was about halfway through, this professor called each student in and talked to us one-on-one. Well, I was totally freaking out. I was so uncomfortable. Talk about discomfort. I thought, this guy's going to tell me what a fraud I am, what an idiot I am. He's just really going to lay into me, and it's going to be super embarrassing. And I'm probably going to fall apart, and I'm going to cry, and it's going to be ugly. But so he called me in and I was ready. I just, I was scared to death. I was so nervous. And he said to me, how do you think you're doing? And I said, well, I know I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying my best. I really, you know, this isn't my thing. Like I tried to make all these excuses, which was stupid because, you know, I was failing ahead of time. I was giving him all the reasons why I wasn't any good. And I told him I grew up in the suburbs. I didn't know anything about cows. And he said, well, Julie, where do you think I grew up? And I said, well, for sure, you had to grow up on a farm because why would you be a bovine practitioner? He said, I grew up in the suburbs. He said, people like us can learn these things. I just had an interest. And so I studied. And he said, if you have an interest, great, you can learn this. But if you don't, just do the best job you can while you're here. And I see you trying and I see you taking care of your patients and I see that you care about them. Um, And it's kind of silly the way you keep them clean because that's not what we do with cattle. But I love it. I enjoy the fact that you're trying so hard. So me being so uptight and uncomfortable about this rotation in vet school was really wasted energy. And I could have really been enjoying myself. And so the rest of the rotation, I had a really good time. In fact, the the week that we were on the rotation, the week after I had talked to this professor, was the Michigan State-Ohio State game. And so what I did was I got all of the um, other students together, and we decorated the cattle in green and white ribbons for Michigan State. So when we did rounds in the morning with this professor who was an avid Ohio State fan, all of the cattle had green and white. They were, their stalls were decorated. They had little ribbons in their little cow hair on their head. And he thought it was totally ridiculous, but he laughed and we laughed. And it was a really good memory for me. And that's why I still remember it to, it to this day. But the reason that I bring that whole story up is it's a great example of how your brain can make you fearful over something that really doesn't have to be scary at all. My brain wanted me to avoid being successful so I wouldn't have to feel the discomfort. And that's why feeling discomfort is something that we need to embrace in order to move past that. So when we get out of our comfort zone, we have to create some courage around that. Moving out of your comfort zone requires you to be courageous. So the point is, discomfort is the key to accomplishing whatever goal that we have in life. We have to be willing to feel that negative emotion on purpose. And it's a price that we need to pay for achievement. You don't get to avoid discomfort by avoiding the hard things. You're still going to feel discomfort. So discomfort is a non-negotiable thing. It's a skill. You just get to choose whether you want to be uncomfortable 
sitting around and doing nothing and being uncomfortable in the stagnation or if you want to be uncomfortable in the progress. And so in order to achieve, you have to learn to ignore the feelings or consciously feel the feelings because you made a decision to feel uncomfortable on purpose. And so there's a skill. And as you get better and better at feeling uncomfortable or feeling the feelings of discomfort as you're moving forward, you're going to be able to create greater and bigger things, bigger accomplishments. And you have to understand that it's not supposed to be easy to do big things and you don't really want it to be easy. Because if you accomplish something big and if you move through great discomfort and you reach the goal that you want to reach, the reaching and the getting of the goal is going to be so much sweeter. The bigger the goal, the more fun it is to grab it and accomplish it. When you go to do something hard, your brain is going to offer you a lot of thoughts. And those negative thoughts or those fearful thoughts are going to bring up these feelings of discomfort. Your brain is motivated by the fact that it wants to keep you safe. And so you're going to look for pleasurable things and avoid painful things. If you are going to feel negative emotion and negative feelings either way, whether you attempt a goal or not, which would you rather have? The negative emotion of moving forward and changing or the negative emotion of sitting still? And when your brain brings up resistance in the moment, you can ask yourself some questions. What would the person that has already accomplished this goal say about this negative thought that you're having? Is it worth it? Is it going to be worth the price of the discomfort that I'm feeling right now to achieve the goal? So in my case, trying to get healthy, the nutrition case, me trying to eat better and exercise better, is the person that I'm going to be 10 pounds lighter and much, much stronger going to say that it was worth it, the discomfort that I had to feel to get there? Is it going to be worth it? for me to give up the sweet foods, for me to exercise more and feel a little bit of muscle pain every day? Is my 10-pound or 15-pound thinner body, stronger body, going to think that discomfort is worth it? And I would say probably yes. So is the price of discomfort worth what you want to achieve? And what if this skill of embracing discomfort is something you could develop. That each little tiny goal that you accomplish is going to make it easier for you to embrace discomfort. And that's true. Every little baby step, and we've talked about baby steps before, every little discomfort towards something big is going to make it easier for you to take the next little discomfort step. And so experiencing small discomforts on your way up to the big goal is part of the deal. And what would it feel like to think that this is the way it is supposed to feel? It's supposed to feel uncomfortable. I am going to have fear. 
I am going to fail. That's all part of the deal. So here's a question that one of my coaches asked me, and I thought it was super important, and it really applies to this concept of discomfort and embracing the discomfort that we feel when we're trying to achieve or change things. And the question is, how would you view your situation right now if you viewed discomfort as a sign that you were on the right path? Isn't that interesting? How would you view your situation now if you knew that the discomfort that you were feeling was a sign that you were doing it right? Powerful, powerful stuff. I love that question because moving forward causes discomfort and we all want to move forward. I think if you're listening to this podcast, this is something you want for your life. You want bigger and better things and you don't want to stop. You don't want to let the uncomfortable things that your brain makes up, the thoughts, the feelings, you don't want to give up because of the discomfort. So what if you develop the skill of just living your life with the discomfort? Your life is going to be full of hard things. So when you're setting a goal, realize that discomfort is going to come with it. And if you have big goals for this year, which we talked about before on the podcast, think about what you're feeling right now as you work towards those goals. And if you get better at the discomfort, if you get better at allowing the discomfort, it's going to be easier to keep taking those steps. And experiencing and embracing discomfort is a skill that you can get better at. And it's going to help you in everything. It's going to help you in life, in relationships, in work, in getting money. I don't know about you guys, but I love money. But sometimes the whole process of earning money and saving money and budgeting money and all the things that we feel about money is uncomfortable. I don't always love that part of it. But I want to make some and I want to save some and I want to have some. So if I can become uncomfortable around money and still push forward to make money and save money and invest money and all the things that I want to do, if I embrace that discomfort, then I'm going to get better with money. And if you don't pursue your dreams, you're still going to feel discomfort because you're going to be upset with yourself and disappointed in yourself. And that kind of discomfort I would argue, is way worse than the discomfort that you're going to feel as you push forward into goals and get better and change. So what if being uncomfortable is just the price, this discomfort is just the price you have to pay to get anything in the world that you want? And realize that everybody has to pay this price. Anyone in the world that's successful in any area has to feel discomfort. Athletes practice hours and hours and hours. That's not necessarily comfortable. Musicians practice their instruments over and over and over again. And I know this because both of my children are artists and they spend hours and hours and hours practicing, playing their instruments, singing, rehearsing, memorizing, 
there's a lot of discomfort around excellence. In order to become excellent, you have to work. And that's the price we pay. And as you embrace discomfort, as you work towards being the kind of person that can see discomfort as a good thing, as a desirable thing, more possibilities are going to open up for you. Just like the bike riding goal on Facebook. When my friend put it out there, my brain was like, oh, hell no, you can't ride a bike 257 miles. But you know what? I want to respond to her and say, heck yes, I want to, I want to ride. And what's the worst thing that can happen? Either I'm going to drop dead while I'm riding, or I'm going to quit and have to call an Uber. My legs might be sore. I might have to train. But really, wouldn't that be a cool goal to set? And even saying it out loud, I feel uncomfortable because that is a huge goal for someone like me. That is not something that I would have ever considered doing. But the fact that she mentioned it and I admire her so much makes me want to try it. So stay tuned to see if I commit to a 257-mile bike ride. It's probably not going to happen, but maybe I'll get closer to it this, this summer and set a bigger goal than I've set in the past. But if I'm willing to be truly uncomfortable, then I can pretty much do anything that I want. So this concept of embracing discomfort, the things you need to remember are that reaching goals is difficult for everyone and every goal comes with some discomfort. But remember that there is also discomfort in not growing. There's discomfort in distraction and distracting yourself from your goals. If you are going to feel a negative emotion anyway or either way, which would you rather have? The discomfort of sitting back and doing nothing or the discomfort of moving forward and accomplishing something? And what are the results that you want in your life? What are your big goals? Realize that they're going to bring up discomfort. They're going to bring up negative thoughts and feelings. That's part of your brain. And don't resist the discomfort. Just feel it and realize why you're feeling it. And ask yourself, would the person that's already accomplished this goal think it's worth it? Is this price of discomfort worth the goal? And the answer can be no. You can choose not to set a goal. You don't think it's worth it? Then you don't have to do it. But realize why you're saying no to it. Not because your primitive brain told you to, but your higher brain told you to. You made a choice for a reason. Not just out of fear of feeling a negative feeling. And can you get better at feeling discomfort? And you absolutely can. So do something difficult this week. Pick something, big or small, that you don't really think you're good at or that you can do. And then try it. Even if it's something very small that makes you uncomfortable, try it. Maybe it's just walking up to somebody in the store and saying hello or striking up a conversation. If you're one of those people that doesn't like to do that, and that makes you feel uncomfortable, just try it. Get used to these feelings of being uncomfortable on purpose. 
discomfort for the sake of learning how to feel uncomfortable. And the worst thing that can happen is a little bit of humiliation or a little bit of failure. And if you can think of failure as being a stepping stone to the next thing, then that's not so scary. It's not so uncomfortable. We all have to pay a price to reach goals. And that price, most of the time, is discomfort. Okay, did you guys think that was super exciting? I really did. I just thought that this was really fun to talk about. So I hope you did too. And I hope that you'll go out there and be uncomfortable and feel some of this discomfort. And if you have a good example for me, if you have a story to tell, please tell me. Email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories. If you need coaching or you want to sign up for my weekly words, go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Either one will get you there. And leave me a message. Let me know what you're thinking. And let me know if you have any suggestions for the podcast. And if there's any subjects that you're really excited about, like I was about this discomfort subject, just send them my way. I'd love to hear from you. If you're struggling this week, please reach out for help. It doesn't have to be me. Anybody will do. Reach out to somebody in your family, someone that you work with, a therapist, a coach. Get some help because life is hard and we're all doing it together. And if you can realize that you're not alone, it's going to help. You're going to feel so much better. And life is really exciting and worth living. And I want you all to realize your value and that you're all worthy of a beautiful life. Thanks so much for listening to me today, friends. I appreciate it so much. If you want to hear some good music, look up Tristan Capel. He's got some new music out. It's very exciting. I'm his proud mother. Look him up. Also, my daughter, Bridget Capel, look her up as well. She's doing some amazing things. She's my opera singer. And if you want to hear her sing, she's got some videos on YouTube. She's absolutely amazing. So look her up. Have a beautiful week. Do something scary this week. Don't forget to challenge yourself. Have a great week, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.